Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Today's episode is Nancy Barrows, and she is among the top 50 most impactful people on LinkedIn. She is the CEO and voice vibe and founder of Chief Excitement Officer, one of my favorite titles, at the Chick with the Tool Belt. As a keynote speaker, Nancy's purpose is to inspire and help others discover their true selves by taking off the social masks they wear and showing up authentically. So thank you so much for joining us today, Nancy. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, I have been following your posts for a while, and I love tuning in to your live shows and some of the videos that you post and really being able to learn how to show up authentically and leading with kindness. And tell us a little bit about your career journey and where you've, where you've come from and where you're at today. Absolutely. So my career journey, if we're defining it as most people think about is I'm a speech language pathologist. And I decided my junior year of high school after taking a class with a deaf woman that I was interested in communication. And this is where it led me. And I've been a speech pathologist for the past 22 years. I have a private practice here in Los Angeles. I uh, work for the public school system part-time. And that's been what I've been doing for 22 years. So if you ask me what my career was, that's it. But the reality is it's so much more than that. All the things that you just listed are parts of my career and parts of my journey. And I think because they weren't traditional, I didn't think of them that way for a really long time. So during the pandemic, I found LinkedIn. And I was one of those people who always said, sorry, LinkedIn, and I take it back, that I have a job. I don't need LinkedIn. Like, why would I be on there? And I couldn't have been more wrong. So I get onto LinkedIn and I'm greeted by this amazing community, this community of just people who show up for one another, cheerlead one another, offer support for one another. And I knew nothing about LinkedIn. I didn't know the algorithms. I didn't know what you were supposed to do, what you were not supposed to do. And so showing up, quote unquote, authentically happened because I I didn't know that there were rules. And over the course of a year, it it was just a year this past November. So I'm not good at math, but I'm going to say it's about almost a year and a half that I've been on LinkedIn. Um, I would post and people would make comments that were very insightful or personal to whatever I had spoken about. But they also said, how much they love my, my vulnerability and how genuine I was being and how honest I was being. And it made me stop and think if people are saying that, if they feel the need to comment on it, it must mean that it doesn't happen very often. I need to do more of this. I need to do more showing up just like this. And when I came onto the platform, I had nothing to sell. I had a job. I didn't, I was just there to be and add value in any way I could. And I started by telling my story of childhood trauma and it's always hard for people to hear it. And I always give permission, receive it. However you do, there's no judgment on my part. Um, but I was sexually abused by my grandfather until I was 16 years old. 
And subsequently, there was the eating disorder, the major depressive episodes confronting him, dropping out of college. And the first week I was on LinkedIn, I found myself telling this story because as I started to talk about the childhood trauma, it hit me, you know, I was part of the problem. If I was unwilling to say the words, if I was unwilling to show up, tell my story, I was contributing. Now, not everybody's there. Not everybody's there and able to do it. And not everybody is it safe for them to do it. So I share my story for those who can't yet share theirs. But that's really where I started. And showing up so vulnerably um, and so honestly really resonated with people. And I went full force. I was, you know, doing, um, gosh, in the beginning I had, you know, two shows before I even had LinkedIn live that I was a host and a co-host of. And then I do shout out Saturday and what's good Wednesday with Brian Shulman. And I was showing up at this and showing up at that. And about six months in, I was completely burned out and I took a really big step back. And actually what I would tell people is I just changed how I was showing up. It was just showing up differently because it, it's hard to hear you taking a step back, right? That we, we judge ourselves for that, unfortunately, but if I'm just changing how I'm showing up. Well, I'm still, it's still showing up right there in what I'm doing. And over the course of the year, um, I was meeting people and talking to them and it was reflected back to me that a, I'm really easy to talk to. Um, people feel really comfortable with me, which is an honor and a privilege. And I have, this gift of the how to eat an elephant gift. People come, will, will be talking to me about things that they were in and I'd see all the ways that they could be doing that and be able to share that with them. But first the conversation was the vulnerable one of like, well, what's, who are you? What's your story? What's your voice? Where do you, like, how do you want to share that with the world? Because that's your clear vision and everything else comes from there because ultimately we want to do business with humans. We want to understand that the person that's sitting across the table on the other side of the Zoom, on the other side of the phone, can really understand what we're going through, right? If you show up and you say, oh my gosh, I'm 10 minutes late because the cat vomited on my way out of the house, you know, like, and someone can go, oh gosh, totally get it. You know, my dog did that yesterday, right? But to really be. So my career path has been something of a um, journey of the universe giving me hip checks, back into finding where my spot is. And so where it's landed now is I continue to be a speech language pathologist and I bring all of those skills with me, of course, but I became a keynote speaker six months, seven months after joining LinkedIn. And I continue to do that and love that. Uh, I'm still a live show host and I love that as well. I love the immediate interaction. And I started the Radiating Real campaign, which came from all of the places of people saying, wow, you're real, you showed up and how much that meant to them. And I started the Chick with the Tool Belt. I am the Chief Excitement Officer of the Chick with the Tool Belt. And I call myself a Sherpa because really what I'm doing is I'm given the privilege by my clients to journey with them, to journey with them to finding what it is, who they really are, how they want to bring that to whatever it is they're showing up at, and then what to do with it so to speak. So I had a friend that was an accountant and she loves to bake. She's like, I don't like being an accountant. I've always had this dream of baking, like baking breads and, and like not having a bakery, but being able to sell them to other plate. And we sat down and, and three sessions in, she's, she's got her logo. She's got all her social up. She has, you know, applied to be at different trade shows. And it's just a privilege to be in that moment with someone when they have their aha 
Um, and so that's really, you know, yes, I'm a speech pathologist. That's always going to be part of my career. But what is nourishing my soul and making my heart sing these days are the things that I'm doing with other people to help them have a similar journey that I did, where I took off my mask, I showed up 100% real, 100% of the time, and was able to receive that unconditional love and unconditional acceptance that made me want to do it more. I had a very similar experience and you really pour into how LinkedIn has, I say LinkedIn changed my life. I agree. And it, and, and it, I had LinkedIn for years, never was really on it, kind of saw it as a job search platform. And I was going through a really difficult time in my life. It was a year where the my husband had just came home from a year deployment, the pandemic hit, and my mom was taken by suicide all within a three-month period. And I was going through a lot of emotional turmoil and challenges and guilt because my mom and I had been estranged for some period of time. And I started posting on LinkedIn and I just started to take, as you say, take off that mask and be okay to be vulnerable and be okay to be authentic. And through that process, I found it to be very healing, very healing to just release all just everything that's been going on, be honest about it. And then from there, people started to say, Thank you so much for sharing that post. I've been through it. Like you said, been through a similar experience. And then what I've learned is sometimes your superpower is the challenges that you've overcome. So you've had challenges, you've learned to overcome them. And then that becomes your superpower because then you're able to empower other people with those same tools. And what I've learned is resiliency is one of mine and and being able to turn life's biggest challenges into your greatest strength and transforming self-doubt to confidence and courage, just like yours is how to show up authentically. And I, I truly, I would have never thought very similar to you. We had our careers. This is what we were doing. And yes, that is a part of it, but I have now started a business just like you. And we get to be a part of really transforming lives by helping people see their superpower and providing them with the tools to overcome their challenges and do what they want to do. So I'm glad that you share our, your story. Cause I, I always talk and I always encourage people to get back on LinkedIn, you know, especially cause some of the other social media sites are becoming much more, cluttered with all sorts of stuff. But I find with LinkedIn, it really is a community where they support you. They connect with you. They provide you guidance and suggestions. And I learn something new every single day from LinkedIn and the people that I've been able to meet all over the world that I would have never interacted with if it wasn't for some of the relationships I've forged on there that have then opened the doors to several possibilities, just like you speaking engagements and, and coaching and things along those lines that really fill up that cup with purpose. I agree. Passion and purpose. I found passion and purpose with LinkedIn. Um, I've learned, and this is what I teach others really is that two of our most powerful tools on 
any social media, but especially LinkedIn. There's something very special about LinkedIn that's different from the other platforms, but is that personal content and that vulnerability. They're two of our strongest tools if we use them uh, on social media in general, but especially on LinkedIn, like you said, it's a special community. And I don't know if that, I always say, I don't know if that's because everybody on LinkedIn that I have met has met me right where I am today, as opposed to like, you know, Facebook, I went back and found people that I had lost touch with, or they found me, or, you know, I don't know, Instagram, this is just like people like my stuff, you connect with them. It, it, LinkedIn, there's something about someone meeting you right where you're at and taking a step towards you as opposed to like away or, or just not just sort of watching from afar, like you're an animal in the zoo, like with a curiosity kind of thing. And I think that's the amazing thing is that's what I find the LinkedIn community does. It's like you open up, you share your personal content, you get vulnerable and they step forward. They're the, they're the people who step forward and they in turn have given me the opportunity to do the same for them because they're getting vulnerable too. And we talk about safe space. I like to call it brave space um, because it's a space that we enter into together. Safe space is like, Danielle, you're going to bear your soul and we're all going to support you, right? And we guarantee we're here. We'll support you. Brave space is like, you know what, Danielle, you'll go first. I'm right behind you. I'll go second. We're all going to get vulnerable. We're all going to do it together. And there's something transformative about stepping into that space. And um, I encourage everyone, of course, it's, it's a passion of mine to really learn to take off that mask, learn to show up as you are, learn to step into the power of vulnerability and your, your personal content. You know, it, there's, again, you reached out when you were in need, which is incredibly challenging for most of us to do, Right. I, I have gotten much better at it over the years. Um, and I know when I ask for help, the response is overwhelmingly positive. And so another thing that I work with clients on is like, what, what's true and helpful? Like, what's your, what's your glow? What's your grow? And what's your let go from this experience, right? So your narrative wants you to take away something that never happened, you, you're feeding a narrative that when you ask for help, people are going to think less of you, think you're weak. They're going to say, no, they don't care. No one shows up, whatever your personal narrative is. But if you look at it and you glow, grow and let go, like, where's the place for me to learn here? Right. I, I did a really great job. I did this. I posted this. That was really hard for me. Glow. Your grow is look, people responded. I'm, I'm putting this in the file in my head and I'm changing the narrative and your let go is the stuff that's not serving you. It's not true. It's not helpful. Let it go. And doing that while not easy and starts with a level of awareness, um, of course, that it's happening has been so powerful for me, which is why I share it with other people. Um, but there are so many people like you and I who didn't start sharing our stories expecting anything in return. And what we found was, again, passion, purpose, this community, a family I never knew I had and a community I never knew I needed, quite frankly. You nailed it right on the head when it comes to meeting you right where you're at. And I've, I've learned from my, some of the challenges that I've experienced overcoming severe postpartum depression and in a position where I needed help to take care of myself, to be able to take care of premature newborns. It was learning how to take care of myself. And part of that was asking for help. And what I found is 
a lot of people changing that narrative. We get so caught up sometimes in the, well, I don't want to be a burden to people. Mm-hmm. The reality is people want to help. They just don't always know how. Right. And so if you're able to say, Hey, I need help. My mother-in-law was amazing when I was having my newborns. She took care of cooking and all of those things so that I can get better. So I can eat, and then I can take care of my newborns. And, but some people don't always know what is going to be the best help for you. And so being able to be honest with yourself. And as you say, let go from those negative stories that we're telling ourselves that don't serve us. And most of the time they're not even true stories. Absolutely. And ask and be vulnerable. So and let's even inspire someone else to ask for help. Sorry, I know we need to move oh, yeah. on. It's that, yeah, it's, 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 I tell clients also, okay, if the first one doesn't work for you, try this one on, which is, do you like to help other people? Do you feel good when you help other people, right? Is that something that like when someone asks, you think of them in any of the ways you just talk to me about how you judge yourself? And the answer is, yes, I love helping. Yes, I feel good. And no, I never think those things about them. So the other way to look at it is, is every time you're asking for help, you're giving someone the opportunity to feel the way you do. You're gifting them that feeling of helping another human, right? So it's pretty selfless to ask for help very selfless. And there's a lot of studies that speak specifically to that, where often the person that's helping gets more fulfillment out of it than the actual person receiving. So spot on, it's selfless or selfish to not ask because people want to support you. People want to help. They just don't always know how. So we, we hear this word authenticity and vulnerability. And we hear this word, it's almost becoming that this word gets thrown around, but what does authenticity mean to you? So to me, yes. And I agree. We hear it all the time. What is it? You know, it's that genuineness, that realness, but what is that? For me, it was making a commitment to show up 100% me, 100% of the time. And for me, that meant on my ugly, unsexy, snotty days, still showing up, still putting myself out there because we're all living life. We know how hard it is. We know how, oh my gosh, day to day, we know how hard it can be, but we're not willing to put that piece out there. That piece of our struggle, the piece of the, like today was a frustrating today day. I'm a positive person, but you know what? I wanted to hit everybody I came in contact with today, you know, whatever it is, or, you know, just like, I don't know why I'm crying or, you know, exactly what it is. And you share that. And I guarantee, and you can come back to me personally and say, you were wrong that if you share something that's causing you the dark, the ugly, the unsexy, the snotty, there's someone else who is either there now at the same time, or someone who's been there and people will show up for you and you're showing up is going to help the people who are there and think they're alone. So for me, it's, again, it's showing up how I am, however that is I have, and that's the hashtag radiating real campaign, right? Is post a picture or a video, talk about it, talk about how hard it is to show up fresh faced, or, you know, you're so used to being, you know, it started with take a picture when you woke up in the morning. And then we realized as I was going through with all the people who were posting, I realized I can't dictate how you radiate real. It's different for everyone. Right. So for some people, it's that fear of my hair is undone and I have no makeup on for other people. It's, you know, showing up crying or showing up and telling what's going on in their life. But the whole idea was just 
just show up. Just show up as you are. Give yourself that permission to receive the unconditional love and acceptance that we all deserve, like bare minimum deserve. And so I have radiated real uh, crying. I've radiated real in my bed exhausted. I have radiated real with mascara all over my face because the night before I was so tired that I didn't take my makeup off. And guess what? Like, hey, that's all of us. I've radiated real by sharing parts of my story. I've radiated real by asking people to celebrate with me, to celebrate me, right? Sometimes it's not even just all the hard stuff. It's like, I need to be celebrated a little bit here. Like I need to be reminded. I have another thing that I do with clients and I say, ask three of your best friends, family members, someone who you know loves you unconditionally to write you an email about how they see you. It's a really powerful exercise. And for me, what's happened over time is between having done that myself with people, paying attention to the comments people make or the DMs I get or the phone calls I have, you get to a point where at least I started saying to myself and no one I've shared it with has come back to me and said, it doesn't work. I'm willing to hear it doesn't. Like, I'm not smarter than all those people. I can't be so arrogant to think I know better. If they're all telling me that I am kind and generous or whatever it is, smart, successful, beautiful, who am I to think I know better? When these people who love me wouldn't tell me this if they didn't believe it. And all these, you know, there's all this evidence, again, that narrative, right? That internal report card. And so to get to that place where you share yourself fully in all different ways, It can be a picture. It can be a story. It can be a video. It can be sending an email to someone and saying, please. And I say email because it's good to have that tangible thing to go back and look at. You can have the phone call. You can do it, you know, that kind of thing. But I think it's best to do it where you have it to see it. Um, And learn what real is from doing it that, from doing it that way, from starting. And I will say real is not about cracking open your chest and telling everybody every secret you've ever had. Like that's not real at all. Nobody does that. We're all entitled to our secrets and our privacy, right? There's nothing that says that because I show up wearing makeup that I'm not radiating real. It's still me. I'm still here today. I felt tired. I wanted to look like I didn't feel tired as, you know, not only for myself, but the people who will see me to let them know you were worth the effort. Like I wanted to be here in a way that you were worth the effort. I'm, I got myself together for you because you, I value you and I see and hear you really. If I can make people feel seen, heard and valued, I am the luckiest woman on the face of this planet. We will be right back to today's episode. Whether you want to get a promotion or find a new job, the feeling of clarity on how to accelerate your career is priceless. The risk of uncertainty is missing out on promotions or getting passed over by another candidate. You're left feeling stuck, frustrated, and discouraged. Imagine knowing what steps to take to achieve your goals. I serve professionals who are frustrated with the job search process and unclear on how to break through the glass ceiling. I show them how to gain clarity and accelerate their career. I have over 15 years of experience in medical sales among the most recent seven years, leading a team to number one at a Fortune 500 company. I invite you to go to today's podcast show notes and check out the link to the free Attract Your Dream Job Masterclass and downloadable workbook with actionable steps on how to accelerate your career. Thanks for tuning in and back to today's episode. 
like how you say that radiating real is different for everybody. Some of the feedback that I received, we did this, I was with an organization and we did what's called a 360 review where they provide, you get feedback from the people that directly report to you, your the people that you work with in the same level, and then also your manager. And so actually the feedback was uh, not authentic and not a risk taker. And that was when that, when that happened, it really hit me to the core. I remember crying and going, well, what does authenticity mean? What does being a risk taker, which now I don't think anyone would ever say that because I've shared everything about my life, some of the struggles, what I've, what I've learned along the way I've started a business and taking a risk, but I, what I heard you say was showing up real is different. Radiating real is different for everybody. I was teased my entire, well, my, most of my upbringing up until I got contacts when I was junior high, I was teased for the way that I looked for the way that I talked, I acne, everything. And so, and part of me building confidence in myself is getting ready each day. So my way of radiating real is that makes, that feels my soul. Even if I see anybody or not, it's not that I'm doing it necessarily for you. I'm doing it for me. And some people will say sometimes like, well, you're always done up. You're not authentic because you're always done up. No, that is my authentic self. My yes. authentic self is I enjoy getting dressed up because it, it, I like that feeling. Don't get me wrong. I still, you know, go cashy when I'm going to my kid's soccer game, but I just, I just like it. So I I'm, I'm glad that you speak into that radiating real is different for everybody. And I think especially for women, right, the the done up piece where, unfortunately, we are judged so harshly whether we quote unquote get it right or we don't, right? It's like, here's all the things you're supposed to do. And now you're going to, you know, everybody's going to say something about, oh, she always, she's always got her stuff together. She's radiating real. She has four different colors in her hair. She's not radiating real. Like, you know, like whatever it is like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's easy to radiate real when you're pretty or, you know, whatever people, because I've had all of it come at me. Um, one of the first, the first radiating real post I I put up actually, um, a dear friend and it was my biggest fear came, came right at me. A dear friend DM'd me and said, okay, you can tell me you used a filter. And I was devastated. This is somebody who knows me so well. Like I, I'm, I'm a makeup if I feel like it kind of gal, I'm gonna do my hair. If I, I'll go out in my pajamas. Like, I, it just depends on how I'm feeling that day. And all versions of me are real. They're reflecting my inner authentic self and how I'm feeling that day, that moment, whatever's going on for me. And I thought, gosh, if that's what she's thinking, someone who knows me so well, I've damaged this, this effort. Like I've damaged the campaign. And I actually went back and made a post because what I realized was instead of backing off, really what I needed to do was move forward and I need to just address it. I needed to say, Hey, listen, I get that some of you look at this picture and think that maybe I filtered it. And I went through like my life, like what's happened. I've been discriminated against because I'm pretty. I have had people not like me, especially in work environments where it's like, Oh, well, she's getting that because she's pretty or other women, same thing. I've been judged for that. I've been judged for, um, it's funny because when I was anorexic, people judged me because they were envious that I was so thin. Like I was sick, but you know, like, right. But I got told to eat a hamburger. Yeah. Right. And, and people think it's really nice to tell me I'm skinny. I actually don't 
like the way that feels or sounds. I'm healthy. I happen to be thin, um, but I don't go around judging anyone because of their weight. You know, it's again, our experiences anyway, radiating real. And I've gotten off track and probably don't remember where I was, but um, is about each of us confronting our fears, our learned, you know, our learned and created masks. I, I, I wore so many different masks because of my abuse, you know, until 16, I had to be perfect because nobody knew, right? I was captain of my volleyball team, president of my class. There was no, I did volunteer work. I was socially a chameleon in every group. There was no reason to look at me twice. That's what I thought I was supposed to do, right? That's how I had to survive. And I went through life with the, you need to get married, right? By a certain age, you need to get married. You're going to want kids, right? You're definitely going to want kids. You're going to want to buy a house or you need to, need to, should, should, should. And I did get married and I got divorced. And guess what? Radiating real, they were both important steps in my life. Finding gratitude for each piece, which you sort of said earlier, right? Because we learn in each of those steps and everything I've been through gives me the ability to empathize with a, you know, not just an understanding, but a knowing when somebody else is in the same place that I've been or I I am. And that's a gift. And yeah, I've been through a lot of crap, but it, it took hard work and time for me to say, you know what? I like who I am and what I've been through has made me who I am. So those two things exist together in a way that allows me to invite my past to walk alongside of me instead of trying to outrun it, which is exhausting. And so to everyone else, it's radiating real. And yes, as women, we get judged if we do it right. We get judged if we do it wrong, quote unquote. And I know there's pressure for men. It's not that they have pressure for their physique as well. And, you know, are you bald? Do you have hair? You know, do you have dad jeans on? You know, if we're all scared because the bias comes from the things we've been taught, some of which were taught to us well before we had the opportunity to learn any differently ourselves. So radiating real is truly about, if we're talking about the risk, each individual taking that risk themselves. So if if to you, you're going to feel super vulnerable showing up without makeup, to somebody else, it's like, that's your radiating real, right? If you're radiating, I cannot tell you what radiating real is because it truly is like we're saying individual to each person. What is it that you hide from the world that you don't really want to, but you feel like you have to, those are our radiating real moments. You know, I would never have talked about being sexually abused or even having an eating disorder or even being divorced was something that like, people aren't real comfortable about. I thought it was failing at divorce, literally. And you don't fail at divorce. There's very few things you fail at because every time we quote unquote fail, we're learning something. So you haven't failed. It's not wasted time or effort, but I thought it was failing at divorce because several women in my circle that I was close to had been through it far more gracefully in my head than I was handling it. And here's where radiating real would have helped me a whole lot. I saw what they were comfortable, willing to put out to the world because, again, they thought they had to show the world that they were fine, right? I'm going through a divorce. I'm fine. I can do this. I can handle it. Um, And so I thought I was failing because I wasn't okay. I was losing my best friend. I initiated my divorce. Again, somehow I'm the bad guy for that. I initiated my divorce because my ex-husband and I were amazing roommates, but we both deserved to be fully loved. 
And every day I woke up intending to fully love that man. And I failed every day and slowly was impacting him and his confidence. So I didn't have a good tangible reason. There's judgment there. You guys were such good friends. You had such a good life. We did, but we were holding each other back and we were slowly eating away at each other. What made us each ourselves. So there are some really big things that we all agree we have to hide. And then there are some other things that we choose to because they're scary for us and because we've been part of conversations where other people are judging when it's not about us. So I can't say it enough. And I've gone in circles to say it a million times, radiating real is all about that piece of you that you really want to share with the world, but you are holding back. And when you share it, you're radiating real. That story that you say about failure on divorce and whether to tell people, I remember there was a family member who said I had was divorced when I was 25. A lot of people don't actually know that just because I don't talk about it very often, but they were saying, don't tell people you're divorced. Don't tell people you're divorced. And I was 25 years old. I was very young. And what I finally, and I felt like I was wearing this scarlet letter of you're divorced. And before I got remarried, it was no one's going to want you because you're divorced. They think that you've given up on your last marriage. So you may give up on this next marriage. And finally, and the people that were kind of judging me for it, I finally looked at them and said, I'm not going to wear this scarlet letter anymore. I don't regret my divorce. That divorce shaped me into who I am today. I would not value the person as much as I do now if I didn't go through that divorce. After going through that divorce, I learned what were my non-negotiables. Yes. A hundred percent. I gained confidence in myself to not settle again. I Every day I tell my husband, I'm like, you are my biggest cheerleader. And when he, when I say things like, I want to go do this with my business, or I I want to go here. He's like, okay, babe, I'll support you no matter what. I never got that with my ex-husband. I never did. I remember the time that I earned my first president's club award and I called him and he said, well, what are you doing right now? I, you should have called me more. His expectation was that I called him five times a day while I was at my national sales meeting. And that's just not me. I don't like talking on the phone. So it's, it's taking off that mask and showing authentically you and not looking at some of your experience in life as failures. It's they've shaped you into who you are today. And when you've learned to overcome them, it's that's your superpower. And I love how you said authenticity is being brave. Yeah. So what are three things that you want to leave our audience with? Because I could talk to you forever, but <laughs> three things you want to leave our audience with. I want to leave the audience with the call to action of a couple of things is um, to look at something in their life, something about themselves that they've been hiding for a really long time. And you can start with that or you can start with other little pieces, but find something about yourself that maybe nobody knows. It doesn't even have to be this big, bad secret, right? Maybe you knit and nobody really knows on social media or like, I don't know, maybe you, you, you're an archer or you love to be, it can be just something nobody knows and put it out there. Just put it out there. Put your toe in the water. Start to, start to see the ways 
the reality is we want to show up for one another and we want to see one another succeed. Bottom line. So I encourage you to find something that's deeper and would be very vulnerable. And if you can set that as your goal, I, I mean, if we were working together, I said, that's your goal. That is your goal. Not if you can, that is your goal. Now add to that. Yeah. I'd like to say, cause there's something you said about celebrating each other. Yes. Take it a step further and tag you and I in it so that we can celebrate you for it. Tag me, um, Nancy Deborah Barrows and put hashtag radiating real because then the radiating real family will also show up. Okay. So So tag Nancy, tag myself, do hashtag radiating real. When you do this post, let us support you in taking this leap of showing authentically. And as you say, being brave. That gives me chills because that's a, that's a privilege to be there in those moments when people are being brave and and being authentic, um, to support them and celebrate them. Like my, my thing is enjoy celebrating, but enjoy being celebrated. That that's huge. So now as if you were all my clients, you have that bigger one that that's your goal and you're going to think of, you know, everyday things that you just don't share for whatever reason. You know, many times I think as women also we're seen as emotional or vulnerable, we're, we're, we're setting ourselves up for something else. So we're always afraid because we're worried about down the line, how it's going to come back to us. And the reality is there's a line of what's appropriate to share. And we all know it because it's each of us have an individual line and we know it's going to be, you know, too much. Stay away from that line. That's fine. That still makes you real. That still makes you authentic, but find ways that like, Hey, listen, we were all in each other's living room for a year and a half. My cat is my favorite coworker. My cat, you know, I used to try and lock her away and I gave up. I mean, it's not alive if I, my cat isn't walking across my face. Which he's done a few times this, this (laughs) which cracks me up because my cat does the same. Yeah. And so like, okay, now, you know, I have cats, maybe you didn't, but now you do. And that's a place for us to connect on a deeper level, on a personal level. So that's one, you said three things. So maybe I've already said three is find your bigger one. Um, post something that people don't know about you. It doesn't have to be hugely vulnerable. That's not how we radiate real. Like I said, you don't crack your chest open and, and, and share your biggest secrets with everyone and tag us, please. Um, the other thing would be to write a letter. It doesn't even have to be like, write to yourself, take a piece of paper and write, I am. And if you're not sure how to get started, mine would start. I am a 49 year old woman, right? Who loves. And just put something you love. And later on in mine, I might say, who still doesn't know her times tables? Who, you know, like there, I, I have found these. I've written them to myself over the years. And when I go back and find them, I love it. Like, it's like you find all the, they make me smile ear to ear. Cause this is a place where I am being, if I was to make a list of all the people I was hundred percent real with, would my name be on that list? In this note to yourself, be completely honest. I, I am afraid of this. I'm held back by this. I celebrate this. I love, you know, for me, it's like, I love pens and stationery and cozy things and would never get out of my pajamas if I didn't have to, whatever it is. But the first person to be a hundred percent real with is yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's two. Do I have another one or is that a lot of it? <laughs> I, I don't even know what number we're at because no, we're at anymore. So number, th- number yeah. three is 
I would love to, I love to connect with people. I am the chief engagement officer at Voice Your Vibe because I love people. So please um, reach out in a DM, say you, you, you met me through Danielle. You can go to my Calendly and, and sign up. Let's have a conversation. If you are taking a journey and you know you want to get somewhere and you're not sure how to get there, let's talk about that. If that's not the case, let's just talk and be human. So please, it's, it's simple, countly.com forward slash Nancy Barrows. We can talk chick with the tool belt. We can talk cats. We can talk, uh, you know, anything you want. Um, but there are an abundance of good humans in this world. And the more of them that I can connect and bring into my world, um, the better human I become. So there's probably 17, but I'm going to say three. And I will include in the show notes, some of these, I'm, I'm going to include Nancy's link to her LinkedIn profile. So, and her calendar link too, I'll include that so that you guys can go to the show notes and see that because I definitely invite you to follow Nancy. I, I love following her content. Uh, she's such an advocate for kindness and showing up authentically and connecting with people all over the world. It's one of the many reasons why she is a top 50 voice on LinkedIn. So thank you so much for joining today, Nancy. Thank you. Before we go, can I ask that anyone who does any of this definitely tag me, like w- whether you're radiating real or you... It is my biggest privilege to show up for others. So you are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me this amazing, brave space to share with you. And um, just, I always say, know my heart. Know my heart. Definitely a very full heart and always in a space of creating unconditional love for people that you've met and not met as well. So yeah. Well, thank you for joining and we'll see you in next week's episode. Great to be here. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.